Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In the moral vocabulary and our deliberations and discussions of our own time, we often like to frame things in a, in a contrast between egoism on the one side and altruism on the other side. Egoism meaning something like placing oneself first, being primarily motivated by how things affect oneself. Altruism being merely its opposite, or you know, you might say it's, it's logical opposite. Whatever isn't egoism is altruism. Altruism is being other regarding placing others first by contrast to dealing with what's required for us. For Aristotle, this is actually sort of a sign that things are fundamentally mistaken. And he is going to consider a debate in his own time that has to do with, should a person be a lover of self, literally friends with themselves, or desiring or loving or feeling affection towards themselves over other people? So he asks the question, who should we love, that is, feel in, feel affection towards, be friendly towards, take care of? Who should we love more, self or others? And if you try to come up with a one side or the other side, a yes or no, sort of like on-off switch approach to this, Aristotle thinks that you're going to get it wrong because the line runs through the kinds of things in relation to which we ought to be more self-regarding or more other-regarding. So he starts out by canvassing, you know, sort of the, the range of popular opinion. He notes that people use this term, lover of self, feel autos, and they use it in a pejorative way. That is, they, they think it's a bad thing. If you're being called a feel autos in ancient Greece, that's a sign that people think, you know, somewhat badly of you. We have other language we call somebody, you know, a selfish bastard, or you say they only care about number one. You know, we have all sorts of interesting jargon that we can use, and every language has this, this sort of contrast as far as I can tell. Another point that he brings up is that the selfish person, the person who's a philautos, they don't do good or noble things because they want to. They do them because they're afraid of being punished. They do them because they're worried about social sanctions. They do them, as we could say, unwillingly. But they do things that aren't particularly good quite willingly. You know, if it comes down to cutting some corners so they could make an extra buck, they're perfectly happy to do that. They're not quite so happy to make a, an exchange that goes against their economic interests, even though it's the right thing to do. These are not the people you can count on to be whistleblowers unless you offer a great reward for whistleblowing. I think you can see why people would think that's a bad thing. Now, on the other hand, Aristotle says people could also say we should love our best friend best, and if we are good people, who is our best friend? Ourselves, right? Because we feel all the things that we feel towards friends on the basis of how we feel towards ourselves. We want our own existence, we want the good for ourselves, we enjoy spending time with ourselves, we can go down this entire list, right? So there's, there's a paradox, or there is, there's a conundrum there that needs to be explored. Aristotle says the way to resolve this issue is not to focus on whether a person is simply looking to their own interests or simply looking to another person's interests. It's rather to look at what kind of goods are motivating them. 
what basis is there for the decision-making that they're engaging in, and thus the moral evaluation that we're making from the outside of their behavior? Another way to put this is to ask, well, what do you actually mean when you say that somebody is selfish? As a side note, by the way, a lot of the conundrums that we face about egoism and altruism work precisely like this. People will say, well, everybody's really, at bottom, egoistic. Because, you know, even the people who are doing things to benefit other people because they like when other people are benefited, they're really just doing that to get something for themselves, that feeling of doing good for others. And when you hear people say stuff like that, there should be sort of a, a reflection at first of, well, okay, that sounds a bit reasonable. And then afterwards, like, you're not even talking about the same thing. You know, if you think that enjoying another person feeling pleasure or getting something that they need is exactly the same thing as being selfish and being willing to deprive a thousand people of what they need so that you get what you want. If you really think those are the same thing, you're probably one of those people and we should watch out for you because you're lacking any sort of genuine moral discrimination. So Aristotle is going to provide us with, you know, you might say a dividing line for this, this moral discrimination. And he says that what are the things that people, when we talk about them really being selfish in the bad sense, what are we talking about? Money, right? People get selfish about money. Who's going to get the tip? Who is going to buy the next round? who's going to reciprocate after a favor has been done that involves some money. And you know, people get envious, right? So-and-so is making more money than me. Granted, they're doing a better job, but we have the same title, so I should get the same amount as them. That's that kind of selfishness that's being talked about there. I can get you know, more money than you can because I'm willing to be more assertive with the boss, so therefore I should, right? That's, again, that kind of selfishness. Honors. Honors covers a wide range from being uh, in, in the social spotlight. You know, I suppose on, on YouTube, the equivalent of honors would be how many likes or positive comments you get as opposed to thumbs down, right? Those would be dishonors. Shares, you know, all of those sorts of things would be honors. Positions that you get, or even titles. Titles are the facsimile of positions. They're not really the, the position itself, but somebody gives you a fancy title and now, now you feel good and you can put it on your business card, right? Or on your website or whatever, wherever you want. Bodily pleasures, right? There, there's a lot of bodily pleasures where if I enjoy this amount, you can't enjoy it yourself. St. Augustine has this example of uh, you know, sexual partners, and he says, if somebody, using men and women, if you put your hand on this woman's thigh right here, nobody else can have their hand there at that time. That's the nature of solid objects. So you, you can't enjoy the same thing at the same time. If we think in terms of like food, right? We can have the same meal, but I can't have the same portion that you can and have it going into my mouth and down into my stomach. That simply doesn't work. So there's some things that we do have to divide up. We can't all share them. We can't all participate in them the way we can't say in, in knowledge, right? If, if I have knowledge and I share it with you, I didn't lose any knowledge in the process. As a matter of fact, perhaps the knowledge got even greater. So with these sorts of goods, money, honors, bodily pleasures, I think we could think of some other things in our own time that fit into this as well. You know, when people turn conversations into a zero-sum game, perhaps time and attention turn into something like that. We talk about the attention economy because of the internet. We could talk about power. We could talk about all sorts of things along those lines. 
People who take more than their fair share are viewed as being selfish. Aristotle says, well, why do they take more than their fair share? Why is it a bad thing? It's a bad thing for other people because other people are getting screwed over. It's an injustice, right? There's, there's an a imbalance there. It's also bad for them. It's not good to be selfish in that way because they are indulging their appetites, their epithumiae, you know, desires for bodily pleasures. They're indulging all, all their passions, whatever they happen to be, not passion in a good sense, like, I have a passion for helping people. Aristotle's not talking about that. He's just talking about, you know, our emotional drives and the irrational part of the soul. This really, by being selfish in that way, you strengthen the worst parts of yourself and make it harder for the better part of yourself, the rational part, to actually keep them in check. Now, by contrast, we can talk about other kinds of goods. Aristotle uh, has this wonderful line where he says that the good person will be a lover of self in the fullest degree, in a different sense than the lover of self called by way of reproach, from whom he differs as much as living by principle differs from living by passion and aiming for what is noble from aiming at what seems expedient. Persons who are exceptionally zealous in noble actions are universally admired, approved, commended, praised. They are actually acting in a selfish way, however, the philautos way. He says, if everybody vied with each other in moral nobility and strove to perform the noblest deeds, the common welfare would be fully realized, while individuals also could enjoy the greatest of goods inasmuch as virtue is the greatest good. That's also still being selfish, but it's being selfish in a radically different way than this sort of selfishness, which is going after these lesser goods that are indeed goods, but in order to take a larger share, we have to sort of screw people over. If I become virtuous, I don't make you less virtuous in the process. As a matter of fact, the more of us that are virtuous, the easier it is for other people to become virtuous. It's not a zero-sum game at all. And being virtuous is itself a good. In fact, a greater good than these other lesser goods. By being virtuous, I am being selfish. I am being self-centered, but in a very different way, in a way that's going to benefit other people. It's not just good, however, because it benefits other people. This is why the contrast between egoism and altruism really is a, a, a badly arranged way of thinking about things. It's good for me to be virtuous because that is what it means for me to be a good person for myself as well as for other people, to enjoy the good life, to be on the way to full happiness. And so he says that the good person ought to be a lover of self, since he will then benefit himself by acting nobly and aid his fellows. But the bad person shouldn't be a lover of self, since he will follow his base passions and injure both himself and his neighbors. Selfishness by itself is not a good or bad thing. It's selfishness in this way and not in that way. That's a good thing. It's selfishness in that way and not in this way. That is a good thing. And it's based on the character of the person and the goods that they're going after and how it affects everybody else. He goes on a little bit, and I don't have this on the board, but this is very worth keeping in mind, he says, It's also true that virtuous person's conduct is often guided by the interests of his friends and his country, and that he will, if necessary, lay down his life in their behalf. 
Why? That seems to be, you know, supremely altruistic, right? Aristotle says, you know, you would get rid of wealth if you needed to, if your country needed it, and if your friends needed it, you shouldn't value those above those more important relations. He says, power, all the goods men struggle to win, if you can secure nobility for yourself. If in doing what your action is, it's not just writing a check, it's actually doing something that is fine, that is noble, that is commendable, that is elevated above the range of the lower goods, right? So he says, such a person would prefer an hour of rapture to a long period of mild enjoyment, a year of noble life to many years of ordinary existence, one great and glorious exploit to many small successes. And it's not just about getting a statue for yourself or, you know, a footnote in the history books or an award named after you. It's about doing genuine good that you understand to be good. And you may not actually get any praise for it. In fact, somebody may not even know that it was you who did it. But that is what the person who is motivated by the noble will do. And Aristotle thinks that in doing so, you are not being unselfish. You are not being the opposite of philautos. You're actually being philautos in the best way. So to answer the question, who should we love more, self or others? The answer is, well, it really depends on what kind of goods we're talking about and what kind of person you are, because that will affect what the meaning of lover of self turns out to be. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works. <laughs>